y'all. Welcome to Down the Rabbit Hole with your host, Riley Rabbit. And this is my beautiful guest co-host, Miss Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> it's so funny because this picture has been floating around my house. Like probably in every room. I haven't figured out where to put her. I always put her as your co-host because that's where she belongs. <laughs> it's my motivation to be a bad bitch. She's the original bad bitch. You know, when you got... Frank Sinatra, JFK. I have a huge picture coming with that on it. Word? I got like this big, like long one that goes down. It's got, it's got the, um, it's that famous, it's the little famous one where they're like in like a, like a bar and it's like, um, fuck, I am like so dead today. I cannot, I have no fucking brain cells mm. at all. It's like Elvis, her, um, James Dean. Dean James, I said that right? James Dean, what am I fucking? James Dean. I said that right the first time, right? Um, but it's all like black and white, and then she's just in like this hot pink dress. But it's like. Oh, oh I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but it's huge. It's like goes all the way across. So I'm going to put it above my couch with the. Oh, in your room? <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't really have anywhere to put it on here in the set. Yeah. It's too big. I feel like that's something that like people need to see when they come into the house, though. Like you can't I mean, just keep it in your room. Don't be greedy. Well, I have, because my, my room downstairs is all black and gold. So I'm going to get some crazy stuff. Like once the pool table's done, I get the stripper pole put in. Um, but the room upstairs is like black, white, and pink. Gray. It's like gray and pink. So it kind of just goes with that vibe. We'll see. I mean, and maybe if you're special, you'll get to see it. Uh-oh. Shout out. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about your love life, Riley. My love life? I want to I hear this. What's, 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 what's up with the, uh, who's getting in the Riley draws right now? I feel like nobody is actually getting in the <laughs> right now. Ain't nobody getting no Motion punani. Motion is dried up right now. Um, mm. Let me just hit this real quick. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, do your um, thing. I have been seeing this one guy. Um, right. I've actually known him for a very long time. Um, we've met each other when I was in San Diego, like before the industry. We met each other like eight or ten years ago mm-hmm. it was like one of those random like we're at a club like what's up girl take my number type of thing i think we went on like one or two dates we never hooked up and then um we always like kept in touch but he lived in la and i lived in san diego and that's back when i like didn't know that like la wasn't really that far it's like early 20s i didn't travel that much i'm like oh la is so far you know now i'm like fuck i drive from la to san diego to vegas like every other weekend so um <clears throat> Yeah, we just kind of kept in touch, but never saw each other again. Yeah. For like 10 years. And then I was in LA last year and I was dating somebody else at the time. It was the, the ex I just broke up with and I was dealing with him. And I ran into him. I was like, oh my God. I was like, is that Jamie? And I'm like at a club with some, just some guy friends and stuff. And I thought that he was um, doing like personal security guard because he used to be a fighter. So like he used to do like the whole like boxing UFC stuff. He's really, really, really into fitness. And then he was doing bodyguard work for a while. He actually was Hugh Hef's personal bodyguard mm-hmm. towards the end of his life. And um, oh, Haley passes back to you because you know I'm a, I'm a pussy with it. Um, so yeah, when I saw him, I was like, oh, he was with uh, Lil Scrappy which is a big rapper he's, and he's on like Atlanta housewives and stuff. He was like with, and whoever little scrappy's chick's name, and I can never remember her name, but she had an album that had came out there at like an album release party in LA. And I'm like, is that Jamie? So, you know, when you like try to like find, I don't know if guys do this, but girls do this, right? Like you, I try to like 
not be thirsty and just be like, oh, hey, because I didn't want him like to be like, who are you? Because mm-hmm. I knew that he knew who I was, but I also like I had got my titties done and I was like, you know, I was a little more glammed up because back in the day I was a tomboy. So like, I, I mean, I did girly stuff, but I like, I had like a swoop ponytail and fucking like looked like this all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was yeah. like, so um, I'm like, okay, I got like lashes on, a whole different look. I'm glammed out. And then, um, but I'm trying to like get in like the little path where he could like see me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, okay. You trying to set it up. I was trying to set it up because I'm like, I want to talk to my friend. Like I haven't seen him in forever. So then at this point I actually was really big on Instagram. I just want to have like four or 500,000 followers, but I'm like, he's not going to know me by that name because you know, I'm under my stage name. So I was like, oh, I still follow him on my personal Instagram. And I go and I'm like, hey, are you at this bar right now? Because I'm pretty sure I see you with little Scrappy. Like, I didn't want to interrupt you. I thought maybe you were working. You know me Because I thought he was doing yeah. a security guard. No, I kind of find out little Scrappy's like one of his like homie homies. Yeah. And he was just over there chilling. And I'm like, I was his bodyguard the way he was standing over there. And he's like, you should have come and said hi. So like, he ended up walking by me on the way out. Mm-hmm. So he didn't read the message till later. And I was like, hey, I just messaged you on, on Instagram. So he was like, dude, why did you come say hi to me? You could have came and hung out at the table. And I'm like, one, I'm not thirsty. So I'm not about to just be hanging out at the table with people I don't know. Like, I'm yeah. gonna fuck if you're an athlete, a celebrity or whatever. Like, if I don't know you, I don't want to kick it at your table. Um, and then, like, we just kind of stayed in touch from that. We ended up going to, like, to dinner, hanging out. Nothing ever happened because I was dating somebody else and he was dating somebody. And then when that went bad, he has a daughter and his daughter and um, lives in Vegas and he's still back and forth between LA and Vegas. So like, I was like, hey, you know, I'm living in Vegas now. Me and my ex aren't together anymore and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, cool, I'm not dating anybody either. So we just kind of started hanging out. So like that's, it's like not anything yet, but we just been hanging out a lot lately. Well, you know, that's how it starts, you know? Yeah. You know, what is it? Uh, first comes love, then comes marriage. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> well, that's my little boo right now. All right. I'm cool. All right. All I did. Right. He, oh, yeah, it may be more than that because I did give him a key. Oh, what happened? What, what, what was the first thing I asked you when, when you called me on the phone the other day? <laughs> what did I say to you? <laughs> tell, tell the people. <laughs> Do you have a tooth? Does he have a toothbrush there? You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> that's numero uno. It he goes, does have a toothbrush here. So it starts with the toothbrush. And then the laundry, because I did start doing his laundry. And then you get a drawer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you get the keys. And actually, when, I think it went the other way around. I gave him a key because I was going in and out of town a lot. And it was kind of like I had, I just needed someone to have a spare key. And I don't, I don't trust anybody else. You know, you just always kind of need someone to have a key to your house in case some shit happens. For sure. And it was kind of like, I don't know anybody. And I don't trust anybody else. And like things of my me and my ex are actually really cool but i just was at that point where we weren't cool yet we were still kind of going through a lot of shit so i'm like look i just need you to have a spare key you can come and go when you want like the only person i trust right now because i just been through so much i don't trust anybody anymore and he was like cool and then then the toothbrush came and then Mm. (laughs) Mm. and then now he's like dropping his laundry off once a week and i'm like oh i can get that stain out all right i'm in a domestic mood in my life right now like I finally got a house. I was traveling so much for like seven years. Um, and I just like, that's all I wanted. I just wanted like a house to come home to. I, I'm like, I wanted to nest. Yeah. Like I can't have for kids. Sure. Like I can't, like that's not going to happen for me. So, but I still like, I still have this domestic need. I'm such my mother's child because like, I want to be home. I want to like, 
I get up, I cook, I clean, like I do all that stuff. And I just was in that mood. So it's really nice to just be like, have like a man come over and I do his laundry, making some dinner, like yeah. Netflix and chill. I haven't done that for like seven years. So it's really mm. nice. You know, it's just that time in your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the same thing, like a single person wishes they're in a relationship, a person in a relationship wishes they're in a single. You always want what you can't have, but the true beauty comes from finding the balance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's not just, <coughs> ooh, this is a good fuck, or hey, he's yeah. he's, he's a intelligent person that you like to talk to, but you got to find that balance between both. Yeah, and see, <coughs> I've always been one of these people, you know, um, I'm going to make up a fake name because I don't like to say my real name. I don't know. Um... Jessica. So I always tell people like Jessica isn't easy and Riley isn't cheap. By the way, my real name is not Jessica, but go have fun if you want to find it. Um, and Riley isn't cheap. So like, I've never been somebody actually, I went through a little slut phase in my early twenties. Everybody goes through it, but I've never been somebody who just like gives up the pussy for no reason. Like it's gotta be like, we're building or working or something or we're dating. I mean, every once in a while I'll have a consistent like fuck buddy. But I'm not just like fucking everybody. You know what I mean? Like I'll have like one solid dick. And I'll be like, okay, even if we're not together, like I'm going to keep fucking that guy. Yeah, that, that's, that's, you know, the start of monogamy, right? I guess. And I don't necessarily even believe in monogamy all the way. Because I'm cool. Like, I guess monogamy to a certain extent, right? I'm cool with the fact, like, I understand that men, it's really hard for them to be monogamous, right? Like if... If someone, I mean, is it though? I don't know. I feel like it is. I mean, truth be told, I mean, and not just because my girl listens to the podcast, but I have zero desire to be with anybody other than my girl. Zero. Like none. I don't think nobody else understands you other than your girl. So that makes, and you're, because yeah. you, people, I, sometimes guys don't get enough credit for this. Like, I feel like you're just more of an intellectual than that. And like, you're like, eh, if I don't fuck with you, I don't want you around. You just don't fuck with very many people. This is true. No, this is very true. But you know, and it's just in the, but why? That's the book. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, 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 truth, I truth be told, and even, even in my industry, like when I tell people what I do and, and I tell them some of the stories that I've been through, you know, they're like, oh my God, they go crazy. And I'm like, that to me, it does nothing to form. Well, me. a lot of men have no discipline. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't have any discipline. And shout out to my boy, uh, Brian, he gave me that term. <laughs> He's like, men need discipline. Um, they don't know how to, like, they literally function every day. They don't have any drive other than, like, how do they get a nut? Oh, my God. So, but that's what makes my industry profitable. So, keep it up. <laughs> hey, I'm all about it. You hey, know, Keith, I, come on, little hornbag. I um, feed my girl with that, so I'm good. <laughs> and I think us, too, like, us who are exposed to that industry, it's like, sex is like a tool. Yeah. You know, it's like, so it's not like we don't need it all the time because we understand, like, how profitable it is yeah. so like whatever you know i could take or leave it but see i'm like i'm totally fine with being in a relationship where and i think i've said this before like i'm okay with not all the time not on a disrespectful level but if you like went to the dr for the weekend for like a week with your boys and y'all call it over some of them little hundred dollar a night hookers and you some shit popped off like i wouldn't like break up with you over that mm. like like, like we, the term that I think I said this other day when um, Emily was here, like just because you go on vacation doesn't mean you sell your house. Now, you don't need to be on vacation every motherfucking day. What if it was intentional though, right? Because isn't it like, uh, uh, judge me on my intent, right? So if my intent was like, yo, I'm drunk as fuck, goddamn, $100, you know, yo, I got you, my boy, get your dick sell yet. 
Ah, you know, shit happens. But is it like, yo, we going to the DR because you know my girl in the United States. I'm about to give me some booty, you know. So it's kind of like yeah, what that doesn't even bother me either. To me, it's more. Um, I would rather be with somebody who's not having a relationship with somebody else. Okay, like I would rather my man go pay for some pussy and come home. All right. So to you, it's the it's the it's the intimacy. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't be having no fucking side chick. Don't have yeah. no side girlfriend. Like if you're spending bread, you need to be spending it on me. Like. Uh. I should be the queen and these bitches to be the peasant. Like you're only here for pussy. Yeah. And that kind of goes with something we talked about before off the podcast where it's like, you know, I truly believe that each person is built up of three entities, you know, the mind, body, and the spirit, however you want to call them. Yeah. But like you understand that your mind and your spirit is what needs to be fulfilled where your body is just the instrument that can, that, that makes, takes your mind and your spirits from A to B. Right. So it's like, that's to me an, another level of awareness where you can separate the body pleasures because you know it's yeah f- fucking feels good yeah fucking something else feels good you know what i'm saying because to me i look at it like yo this ugly fat chick and this super hot supermodel you're gonna no, no matter what you do you're gonna nut either way yeah it's all a pussy it's all a pussy it's all a pussy but but that but your body wants something you yeah know what i'm saying but your mind and your your spirit like that needs something, something else. else it needs something else yeah. you know so you're content I think people, yeah that. and i think people that are not in tune with their spirit and mind they can't control their body and i think that's the difference that's why there's so many dudes that are just really out here they're not in tune with their mind and their and their spirit you know what i mean they don't understand like the deeper side to shit so they're just like slinging dick because they don't have anything else to do yeah, who, who who's the one who said that? It was, it was a comedian. They said that uh, I think it was Miss Pat. I think Miss Pat said she said, uh, uh, "God damn it, what she say?" She said, "Find your find find yourself a, find yourself a dude with a big old dick that that been to jail <laughs> 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 or some shit like that." And it, I just remember thinking, I gotta find the quote because this shit was fucking hilarious. Hold on, I find it. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like. I like. I even told I was dating this guy for a while. Oh, Joe. Joe was, was a complicated relationship. Um, Joe was fine as fuck, too. Great sex. We had a really good time. But it was just, it was always, I don't know, there's always just kind of something missing. I love the fuck out of him, though. He's a good guy. But um, we had gotten, before we actually, like, committed, you know what I mean? Yeah. We had these rules because I was obviously, like, in the adult industry. And I'm, like, fucking for a living. So he's like, yo, you can't really get on me about being with other women if you're fucking other men. And I said, well, this is the rule. Um, I don't fuck for free. So if you can get bitches to pay you, then go for it. All right. You know what I mean? Like, or at least be beneficial in some way. Yeah. Did you at least get some fucking Jordans or something out this bitch? Like, I'm not fucking people just to fuck people for pleasure. Yeah. Just to bust a nut. So if I'm not doing that, then cool. You know, if you can get a girl to pay to rent this month, Feel free to go fuck her. God, I feel like that's so smug and condescending because you know, ain't no bitch paying for dick. <laughs> that's not actually true. That's, okay, no listen. So we're we're going to go back to this because people always say this, right? But every fucking pimp gets paid for their dick. I love, look, I love when pimps don't understand that you're really a prostitute. Like you are one of the biggest escorts in the fucking world. You have five bitches, anywhere from one to 12, whatever bitches you have, paying you for attention, time, and dick. Don't make the exemption the rule. How many, right. how many pimps is out there? There's a lot. Good. Compared to average Joes who work at the factory the, mill in Michigan? That is true, but Joe was not an average Joe. Joe was a fine-ass fucking dude with a great body, a nice job. Like, I he could, could definitely that. get somebody to at least pay his fucking phone bill. 
after I, you know it's funny uh <laughs> shout out to my cousin back home i'm not gonna say no names uh, but right. i remember i remember he used to be like yo Vic, i gotta make a quick quick little something so you want to drive me up the street real quick <laughs> so i would drive him to his little milf you know what i'm saying he'll lay the dick yeah and then you know what i'm saying he'll get paid and you'll get his phone bill you know shit all that he came up to me one day i remember we're chilling we're smoking a blunt at like the house a sugar baby i have, a, you know I have so many homeboys that are sugar babies yeah I, we're, we're smoking a blunt at the house and i was just like man i'm trying to get you know i'm trying to this, this was, you know, years ago. Trying to fuck this one chick. He's like, Vic, I don't understand uh, what your problem is, bro. All you got to do is just call her, say, hey, come over. And then you tell her where she's here to take her titties out and this and this. I'm like, dog, you six foot four black dude with a six pack. <laughs> I'm five foot ten fat Mexican who's going bald at the time. <laughs> hey, babe, why don't you come through and bust your, tit, bust your tits out? <laughs> you know what, though? Confidence is a bitch because he's not necessarily wrong. Because I have a friend that I grew up with. He was a big boy. Big boy. I mean, he was cute for a big boy, but uh, he got bitches. Like, and it's just that confident. And he was just like your cousin. Hey, girl, get over here and put your titties out. I like, see that. I be, I do be seeing that. Like my boy Bruce, Bruce. Bruce I bet, Bruce. I bet Bruce, Bruce get bitches. He's like, come over here, baby, put your titties on me. You know what I mean? I'm gonna like, just sit here because I can't do much more. <laughs> but you can grind on it. You can grind on it. Oh God, the hardest part about fucking black or not black guys, but uh, big, just big guys. It's not hard to fuck black guys, any guys, but. Big guys, like we're talking like obese men, where like their back and their guts, like big, like big, big. I've been with some like 300 plus guys, and fuck, the hardest part is riding them, but it's the only thing that you can do. But it's hard to ride them because they don't, like, you don't realize, like, the bigger the man is, the further he comes off the bed. Right, uh, so his back, like yeah. you're used to, like laying and being in a fucking angle where you're used to your ride, you're yeah. used to your position, your angle, and then you get with a with a big boy whose back is this far off the fucking bed, and then his chest is up here, and then you're having to like straddle him. So now you have to like tiptoe straddle ride him. That shit burns. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> Like that's tip drill on a whole nother hey, level. I feel it. Yeah, that's like you're used to like that's like you're used to riding like this. Yeah, uh-huh. And now you're like like uh, trying to ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. And your fucking knees are above your head. Yo, shout out to the chubby chases putting in work <laughs> for years though. They don't understand. <laughs> it's a whole like, like you're like on your tippy toes spread and like your legs are all the way. That's the difference of just like bending down and doing a squat like fuck it's so different well maybe you know it's enjoyable because you gotta work for it you know what i'm saying you gotta you gotta put in work it's yes and no but you know what? it's the same way with skinny guys because skinny guys can be so small that it's like because i've had some i don't know why when i was in the when i was really working i always got these super young dudes but i had like an age limit right like i'm like i wouldn't see anybody under the age of 26 until I got to 30, then I raised it to 28. I just not, I'm just not into younger guys. And it's like the, the prepubescent kind of body that's just, like, I can't. Like, you still got that baby fat? Yeah. That baby fat? I can't. And I've been with some younger dudes who, their bodies were crazy, right? But there's just something about, like, just their, even when they talk, they open their mouth. They're just like, God, you're so young. You're so <laughs> fucking stupid. I think that's the, but I think that's, that's where it's at because i mean once you get say you, you're 35 i mean you could fuck with somebody who's 30 you know 28 just because they're past that point you know and it's it's if you <laughs> if you talk about it straight 
anthropologically and scientifically, you know, your frontal lobe isn't developed till 25, 26 years old. So right. you don't have the capability of making full on decisions <laughs> till that age. And I'm legit, stupid. I can remember, I can't remember the exact date, but I can remember the transition where it was like, I was making sense. Like I knew I was like, okay, now I'm at a whole nother level of. I always tell bitches thinking. that too. And that's funny. Cause you said the frontal lobe thing. Um, I always tell her, I'm like, good girls be like, I've grown. I've done this. I've done that. Especially in my industry, you have to grow up fast. And I was like, honey, trust me. You're not there Something yet. changes around 26. It's always 26. And I was like, every time I told my girls, like, they're like, I used to be tiny as fuck. I always had a bubble, but I was tiny. And I'm, um, well, actually just my whole body, oh, lower body was just always thick. But I was always small. And you're going to tell me shit. I was going to be small forever. Like, I could eat every blah, 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 blah. But until 26 hit, everything just sits different. Your hips open up different. Like everything is different. Like you can't sleep the same. You can't drink the same. You remember you used to be able to drink all night, uh, wake up, go to work, and then drink some more? I remember my first hangover. I was 24 <gasps> years old and I remember my first hangover. But an, another point to that is that right at that age is when you physically start to die. Right? Because up until that you're not age. Growing, you're done growing. Your, your, cells will, your cells reproduce and they heal themselves. But once you get to that age, 25, 26 years old, that's when... That's when the fucking hangovers kick in. That's when yep. the migraines kick in. That's when the yep. fucking achy knees, your back starts to hurt if you sleep on it wrong. Yep. I remember when I was like 19 or 20, I'd fucking fall asleep on anything, anything, anywhere. Camp, like we used to camp on the dirt. Like now I'm like, uh-uh, I need a memory foam. <laughs> yeah. You got yep. me fucked up. Like, that shit where I'm not going to buy this. I'm going to make payments on this motherfucker type <laughs> shit. Fuck this. Yeah. Like, um, everyone's like, I'm still going to get this mattress. I'm like, uh-uh. I need to lay on yeah. it, test it. Yeah. I'm going to be on here at least 20 minutes per mattress. Yep. <laughs> so different. Shoot, when I was shoot, when I was 18, 19 years old, you know, I was sleeping in my car. I was sleeping on futons. I was sleeping on the floor. I, I was sleeping anywhere who would anywhere. let me sleep. And I feel like I could saying? go everywhere with no sleep. Like I would, I was a napper. Like I was going to school Well, I was working from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Then I'd get off of work and then I would help with my first high school boyfriend train, do all our stuff because we were really, really super active at the time. And then I'd go to school from 7 to 10, come home, study till like 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning and then get up and be at work by 7 o'clock the next day. And it was like, I maybe take like a 15 minute nap in the car, like in between. And be good. And be like, Psh. yeah. Like I'd have to force myself to go to sleep yeah. by two o'clock because I was like still wired. Like, let's go. Yeah, I remember this one time I was I was in living in North Carolina and I was like 20 years old, 21 years old. I had to have been, yeah, I was probably like I was actually like 21, 22 years old. And <clears throat> me and my sister, my niece and my nephew, we drove up to New York to spend some time with my other sister. And we were supposed to leave back because I had to go to work the next day. We we're supposed to leave back on Sunday, like at seven o'clock in the morning. We didn't leave till three o'clock in the afternoon. That's like a that's like a 12, 14 hour drive. So we left at three. We didn't get home till like four, four thirty. I had to go to work to train the new girl. So I had to be up at five thirty to be at work by six. So I got home at four thirty. I slept for an hour, woke up, felt like I like super refreshed, and then worked no problem <laughs> all what day. What is that day. about? Yeah, I just remember that. And I remember that clearly, like, yo, I'm on an hour of sleep. And for 48 hours. Functioning. Functioning. Get at your boy. I feel like when I used to sleep less, I used to be able to move more, though. Now I'm like, I need a whole fucking night, maybe even a whole day to get ready to do something. But you can't oversleep either, right? I know. Because it's like, yeah, you're you just, oversleep. If you spend all day sleeping, then you just feel all groggy. That's how I feel today. Yeah. I was not in a mood today. 
go, girl. Get spicy. Shout out to Theo Vaughn for keeping me motivated because when we were down there, um, he gave yeah. he gave us just like a little piece of advice, and um, they were interviewing Glenn that day, uh, Big Baby, and he, I was just like, give me something because I'm new to the game. He's like, look, your your audience is gonna show up, so show up for them. He's like, even if it's the shittiest fucking day and you just don't feel like it, like just do it because that'll probably Bet. sometimes be the best reviewed show because it's so real. It's so you. And like today I was like, Oh fuck. I just don't want to do this. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. Victor texts me like every time before a show and he's like, what are we talking about today? I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> like, don't know. And I say, perfect. Let's perfect. Get it done. I never know. He's like, what's up for today? I'm like, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Bring the blunts. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. I don't know. I'll say you're a better person than me because we we're supposed to film yesterday and I was boy, I was lit yesterday. I heard about this. I was I gave you lit. a break. I was like, mm, I don't want that energy. Go yeah, ahead. Cut tomorrow. Girl, I would I, mm. So Victor just got a new car. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And you went in to go get it tinted. I went to go get my my my, my, my brand new 2019 Dodge Charger. Yes. GT. I love those cars. They're so big and Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's beautiful. Black on black. It's definitely a different car than you used to have. Oh, my little hoopty. I still got the hoopty. She at the house. She chilling. My brother using her I right now. I love that car. My little hoopty, yeah. So, literally, from the motherfucking dealership, I'm sitting there with my girl from the dealership. I call and make a tint appointment. It was the first thing I was going to do. I was going to get my windows. Out here in Vegas, bro, it's already like 100. You have to, and it's just going to make the car look so beautiful. Yeah. And it does. The car looks great. Yeah. But it's like, all right, I'm going to get my window. So from the motherfucking dealer, I called to get my appointment. They set it for Wednesday, <clears throat> which is yesterday. And I go, I drop it off. You know, I confirm with the dude. I'm, you know, my girl would tell you, we're driving down the street. I'm like, yo, look at that car. That car got 35 in the front, 15 in the back. You see, I don't want to do that. I want to do 15 all the way around. <laughs> I'm thinking about doing my windshield, 70%. I'm like going I in. I because I got limo tent shit. So going I'm really in. <clears throat> so we go, we drop it off. I'm all excited, yada, yada, yada. We go and I, we go, I kick it with my niece and my nephew. Waiting for my car to get ready. I'm, you know, and this is already after having some fucked up shit with the bank. So I'm kind of like, all right, you know, my days are getting better. I'm about to get my shit tinted. It's going to look good. We're going to be cruising. I get to the motherfucking tent shop, right? Oh I get to God. the motherfucking tent I shop. Just the fact that she even said it like that. Let's and I see my car and I'm like, yo, look at that sexy beast right there, right? <laughs> that black stallion. And I walk over <laughs> to the driver's side, cuz. And there's a scratch right oh, on the pillar. It's a scratch. On the where was that? <clears throat> so it's on the B pillar, which is basically the vertical part between the window. I know where it is. It's like right on the driver thing. It's literally the first thing I notice, and I'm like, "Hold on, man, that wasn't there." So I'm like, "Okay, well, let me talk to these guys." So it was a scratch or a dent? So it was like, it, was like it, a, it looks like somebody had like a screwdriver and it slipped. Uh, and it like scratch and dented it. And Ugh. the thing is like it's a small piece of aluminum. Yeah, so aluminum scratches easy. It scratches easy <clears throat> and there's no fixing it. You just gotta replace it, right? Mm-mm, I got up. this car five days ago. Like I haven't even made my first payment on it, right? And the first thing I do is I drop it to the tin shop. So I'm standing there and I'm hot. My girl's right there and she's just like, oh, let me let me text because they ain't shit I'm gonna do right now. <laughs> I can see her face right she's now. She's just like, like Mm-mm, I'm out of this one. That was exactly her face. Mm. So I know, I know. And you know, the guy walks in, right? And, the, and let me let me let me take it back to when I dropped off the car. I dropped off the car, and the guy was all cheerful. Yeah, yo, man, this and this and that. Oh, the car looks good. We're gonna do this tin on it. His energy was hot, <laughs> so I'm maxing my boy's energy. Yeah, your boy got the Rona deal on it. You know, this and this and that. 
And I get to pick up the car, and he like kind of takes the long way around. He's like, "Oh well, Victor, let's uh, let's get you out of here." And the oh, f- he was trying to get you oh, out that yeah. door. Uh-uh. The first thing I said to him was like, "Hey, bro, you're not going to talk about that dent on my car." Wait, oh, you played him? <laughs> oh, 100 percent. I said, "You're not. We're not going to talk about that dent that on my car." Big ass, nasty fucking. He's like, "Uh, what that?" I'm like. Get out of here, fly. Well, let's go look at it. <laughs> so we go outside. I'm like, yo, <laughs> let's go. That's the first thing I noticed, man. Like, I legit just bought this car, and the thing, and the mm-hmm. fucked up part about it is, I was trying to be bougie, right? I was like, you know what? I don't want to take a picture of my car yet because I don't want to take a picture till the windows are tinted. <laughs> you fucked up my fucking Instagram game, right? <laughs> so I'm like, so 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 I'm like, I'm pointing it out. He's like, hold on one second, let me go talk to my technicians. So I go inside, and then the owner guy is like, show me the scratch. No, let's go look. I'm, let's go show. I didn't know he was an owner at the time. Oh, he, he was like standing behind y'all. He was like behind the, the desk. So I go outside and I'm like, "Yo, look, man, this is this was not here. I just bought this fucking car five days ago. I literally know every scratch on it. I know everything about this thing because I just bought it. It's my baby. <laughs> this scratch was not here. It's right on the driver's side. Oh well, uh, and then the other guy comes in and like, "Well, I talked to my technicians and nobody knows anything about it." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Is that what they said?" Uh, I'm sure that they would just admit to fucking <laughs> up my whole car. You know? Oh yeah. You know, oh that. Oh sir, that was me. Please let me pay for that. Yeah. And it's just like, and, and truth be told, like, like now that now that's the day after, like, I got it quartered out. It's like two hundred dollars to get it fixed. Like it is what it is. Like I chop it up to the game. The shit that pissed me off is that they will not take responsibility. So he told me, he's like, yo, what we're going to do is, you know, we're just going to check the cameras and see if we see anything, this and this and okay, that. Okay, let's check them right now. Let's look at them and, together. And, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to this and this and that. And I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm hot, whatever. All right, cool. So, so I, I left, right? I said, like, check the cameras, call me in the morning. I already know. He ain't call me, right? So I'm not going to call this motherfucker. I'm going to drive my ass across town and I'm going to talk to this motherfucker face to face, right? Mm-hmm. So I drove downtown and I'm like, you know, I ain't trying to fuck He was with the customer. I'm all cool. I ain't trying to, you know, I ain't trying to make no scene. <laughs> Handle your business. This you little so LA right now. This little this little white girl, you know, she's trying to get so her window LA. tinted. I'm like, yo, handle your business. I'll wait patiently. I ain't got nowhere to go. I planned my whole day around this. You know this. what I'm saying? So I sit down, I'm like, yo, what's up? Uh well, you know, I checked the 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 the, the, the cameras and I didn't see anything. You didn't call me, you didn't say nothing, you're just gonna wait for like what would you okay, and I'm supposed to take your word for it? Like, what are we doing here? Right. And, and he was like, you know, he was, he was going around and he, you know, he was looking me up and then mean mugging me because he felt, because I belittled that motherfucker the day before, oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing he was the owner of the company, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I was lit. Because he's like, well, uh, you know, uh, you can leave your car here and we can do an investigation. I'm like, leave my car here so when I come back in the morning, my fucking three wheels are missing. You're going to say yeah. it wasn't you? I'm like, yeah. nah, fuck out of here. I'm taking my bitch home. Correct, yeah. So I'm then, taking you know, pictures yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I, t- I just told him straight up, like, listen, man, I feel you. I already chalked this thing up to a loss. I chalked it up to the game. It's two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars ain't gonna hurt. I'm, truth be told, it's not gonna hurt. It's me. gonna hurt me. I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, look, but I'm, I'm gonna give you two two very simple choices. You just tell me two things. One, hey man, I understand this happened. Shit happens. I'm sorry. Let's make it right. How can we make it right? Or two, hey Mr. Customer, I know you just paid this money. Plus, I was about to spend another sixteen hundred dollars with them to get to get them to ceramical my entire car, which I'm still going to do. It's just not going to be with them. Yeah, do the wrap. <clears throat> so it's like, are, are you going to tell me, hey, hey, Mr. Customer, fuck you? We don't care what you say. You're a liar. Tell me one, but just tell me to my fucking face. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Be real. Oh well, you know it's nothing like that. I'm like, look, man, <clears throat> what are you going to do for me, bro? You got to do something. Either do something, or tell me to fucking leave, and, and and then you know it is what it is, and I just chalk it up to the game. Uh, uh, and then we talked a little bit. He might hook me up a little bit on on because on, I want to get my windshield tinted. So he might hook me up with the windshield tinted. But it's like having to go through all that shit. It's dumb. 
just say it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing, though. It's like, I get it. Shit happens. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I understand. It's not that big of a deal. It's literally the cost. The park costs $150 at the dealership. I pay a body shop guy to put it on for $50. It's $200. And yeah. I'm good. Right. I'm good. But we people have an issue with doing this in general because we just talked about this with a not not the similar situation, just some business set that we had going on with. And you're just like, bro, all you have to do is just say, this is going on. Like I'm fucking 34 years. I'm grown. Like I've been through like ever. I've had all kinds of customer service jobs. I have nothing but brothers. I'm the coolest fucking chick in the world. Like I don't care about too much. I'm really low maintenance, but like business partner, relationship partner, whatever it is, like just be real with me. Like give me the opportunity to choose what I want to choose with the real information. Don't make the choice for me. Yeah, I don't make no choices for me at all. Like that's it. And even even like with you know to touch back on just relationship shit. Like I had an ex that was just he was a just he was just a fucking cheater and gray boyfriend. Perfect, bro. He would show up at my work, bring me flowers, gifts, that little like you know little diamond necklaces here and there. He would just bring me lunch sometimes. Super attentive, very sweet, but not in like a simp kind of way. Because sometimes you can go overboard with the guys. But he was still like really masculine and manly. He was just very affectionate. He cooked. We barbecued. I got along with his family. I got along with his family. Everything was great. Perfect guy. Could not keep his dick in his pants. He had a fucking problem. Mm. Mm. Just could not. Like that's when I realized like, yo, I can have a great relationship. But I gave him the opportunity because at this point in my life, I was already opening up to different ideas about that because this is around the same time where I switched over from like Christianity to agnostic and I was starting to make the transition and I just like my moral setting is just a little different. So I was getting to this point where I could be open to an open relationship, but don't make the fucking choice for me. Don't make me be in a relationship because you know what's crazy is if you talk to me, I might be okay with it. I might be cool with it. You might not be cool with the other side of it that maybe this open relationship also means that I'm going to be with other people. But like, bro, like at least give me that option. And like, it's so like, I hate when people like just be fucking real. Like, Hey, fuck you. We didn't do it. Get the fuck out of my fucking office. I would have so much respect for that guy. I, I don't believe we did it. Get the fuck on. That's like, it. bro, like, you know That's what? That's why I told him, yo, you gonna say this to my motherfucking face. Yeah, don't make this choice for me behind yeah. my back that are like Bet. this lying trash. Like, just be 100. Like, oh my God, I hate it. I hate it. It's true, man. Like, it's just, I, and, and I try to emphasize it so much with my life. And I and, and I do it like in a, in a prick way where it's like, I will call, like you see me do it all the time. <laughs> I will call out all the bullshit, especially you if you're a, a, a professional bullshitter. Yeah, we thinking about you one me person out a few times. A few times, but I, you know, you ain't, and it's just like, oh, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm gonna call. <laughs> I'm gonna call everything out. I see that. Say it. Oh, did you hear that? Okay, so where did you hear that? Where did you read that? Which book specifically did you read that from? <laughs> oh, are know. you just talking out your ass? Okay, I know cool. Exactly. Who no, you're no. Talking about. Keep talking out your ass. I'm okay with that. I want to <sighs> hear your story, but just tell I me you just you be know? real, bro. Just say, hey, I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know. Why are people so scared to say that? I don't know. Like, that's, to me, if you tell me you know some shit, I know you're full of yourself. I know you're too much into yourself. And also, I know you capped your, you capped your intelligence. 
Because if you say, I already know the answer to this, then how are you going to learn more? Right. Even, you know, and the crazy part to me is, and I'm bad. This is something that I've had to work on because I'm, I think just growing up in a house full of boys, I always had to like defend myself. But, and I mean, and I'm an Aries, so we're just very like, eh. oh, we always feel attacked. has nothing to do with anything. I believe it though. So I don't care what you say. Okay. So my personality is I feel like sometimes, how do I say it? I feel most of the time I'm right. <laughs> and not because. Not because I'm like, feel like, oh, I'm always right. Just because I don't really, I don't try to say too much unless I've done the research for it. Right. So I don't try to just like talk out of my ass. So most of the time I say something is because I fucking know. Right. 100%. <laughs> and the other thing is I don't have a problem saying I don't know. Yeah. So if I'm like, I'm like, bro, I really, cause you've heard me say it. Like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't, I like, I need help with this. I've always been very, like, that's never been an issue with me in school or anything. Like, y'all, hey, I don't fucking know what you're talking about right now. It's humbling once you learn to say that. Yeah. It's so humbling. But the hardest part for me to do is when I know I know something, ad- admitting that even though it's right, that there could be other ways to do it. Okay. I can see that. Um, that's yeah. my, like... No, I already know. Don't fucking tell me because I yeah. know and it's works for me and this isn't right. Yeah. And I just did it. And how are you going to tell? And like, I'm very defensive in that yeah. way. And I can't just be like, okay, well, maybe it's not that he's saying <laughs> I'm wrong or she's saying I'm wrong, but that, yeah. yo, this is how I do it. And yeah. it, it might make your life a little easier. Yeah. And, and point taken right now, right? Jamie came to help me hang up this other TV. The one in the, well, I had already, first of all, I had already mounted them. I was moving TVs. I got a 75 inch for downstairs. So I took this little 55 and put it in my bedroom. Uh, but the mounts are already on the wall and I did them myself, but you can tell shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> They're up though. <laughs> they up. They are up. And I did it myself. The one downstairs doesn't look like that. Uh-uh. The one up here looks like that because remember the beams weren't adding up. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> fucking asshole. The one downstairs looks great. The one up here, somebody was fucking up the measurements where the fucking studs and stuff are. Anyways, I know what I'm talking about. So, I'm like telling him we did it the hardest way and we took this whole back plate off that all this crap. Right. So me, Remy and Remy and Chris are here and they're helping me hold up this big ass 75 inch TV. Mind you, Chris is not a very big guy. He's smaller than both me and Remy. So he's like, hold up this. And we're trying to do all this shit. And I'm like, hold it, hold it still so I can screw it back in. So Jamie comes over here and I'm like, Hey, I'm just, I can't do this other fucking TV. I'm done. It's way too high. I need help. So he's like, yeah, okay. I'll be over there later. He comes and does it. And he's like, um, I'm like, no, you got to take this whole thing. He's like, just, just like, he don't play with me. <laughs> he don't, he does not argue with me. And it's the best thing in the world because I am an arguer. So if you start arguing with me, I will argue back. Yeah. Well, I'll say I'm a debater. Um, like I don't have a problem with it. And he's just like, some would say a master debater or a masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both. I'm both for sure. And so like, he's like, just, he doesn't say anything. He's like, he just looks at me. I'm like, okay, whatever, do it your way. Bro, he had that thing up in two seconds. It was like, click, click, click. I got to take some notes. <laughs> I got to see this in action one time so I can just see how he does it. He don't play with me at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he just doesn't say anything. And like, I was, that was dating this other guy for a little while, just like hanging out with him. And he would, we could not get along because he was an arguer just like I was. And every fucking, I'm like, bro, this is too soon in this situation to be arguing about everything. But he argues so much that he doesn't think it's abnormal. Like, we'll argue to a point that I'm like, don't ever fucking call me again. And he would, he would call me the next day, like, hey, what's up? What are we? And I'm like, 
it was so normal for me. You off, huh? Oh, just like no, you're a fucking jackass. Like, yeah, I, yeah even worse. Yeah. But he just he just argues all the time that it didn't seem like there was anything wrong. And then I'm like, bro, you need a girl that's more submissive than me. Like, I know this, right? But I need a guy that's that's like, uh, what's the word? Like a uh, like, like a silent, strong type. Yeah. I need the guy that's like, I'm not gonna say much uh-huh. because what I say is just gonna be what it is. And if I don't have that kind of guy, like, it's not gonna work. I feel like that's why this works, huh? Because I'm kind of like that. Too. You are very like stoic in your way. You're like, yeah. uh huh. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. You know what I mean? So like, but it works. Yeah, like it I works, do way better right? relationships like that. Yeah. And like any guy that's argumentative or just like very strong, they're like, you, you just don't need. You're an alpha. You don't need to be with another alpha. I said, no, I need to be with an alpha, not a tyrant. Uh, and that's the difference because a real leader knows when to shut the fuck up. Uh, like, and I feel like I'm still sometimes with, with relationships still, I still value the like masculine feminine roles. 100%. Um, where like, I'm cool with not being in control all the time, but I have to be able to trust your decision-making. That's the key is the, right. the, the trust. Yeah. 100%. So in order, and this may be some game for men in order for a woman to submit to you, it cannot be forced. <clears throat> A woman will naturally submit to you if you're making good decisions for both, not only for yourself, but for them. She has to feel secure that there's a them and that the decisions that you're making for them are strong and confident and they're, they're thought out. Yeah, and sometimes at the cost of the dude. Sometimes he's Absolutely. No, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I think that's just the best, especially, especially if you like strong loud fun goofy crazy chicks you have to be able to be the kind of guy that doesn't have to say a lot and just sticks to it because a woman like me who is an alpha and very strong and very opinionated it's like that natural instinct of a woman like or of just an alpha they see something like a like a it's like a little mouse yeah they start to irritate you so yeah. i'm a fucking i'm a get that ass mm-hmm. you know what i mean like when people start arguing with me, I just like, how can I pick you off? Yeah. And it's so like yeah. raw on a different yeah. level that I'm like, same thing. You're like, you're fucking stupid. Like, yeah. where did you get this information from? And I'm thinking in my head, but I'm going in. Yeah. And I would do that to a man yeah. who doesn't know how to just say something and let it be that. See, that's the thing though. Like I, I have a very, like when I approach any argument or debate, I have like very, very strict rules that I abide by. And like the first one is I need to come into this debate with the open mind, giving you the respect and the ability to change my mind. For sure. So I'm and giving that's, you... That's, that's mature in itself. Off the get-go, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt that this argument we're about to have, you put in as much research into it that I, as I have. <laughs> Which now, most people have not. <laughs> now, if you have not, that changes the argument. Right. Right? I'm still going to show you respect, but I'm going to come from a place... If, I, if I'm in... A, rule number two, never yell. If I get to a point where I have to yell, I'm either not perceiving my point out correctly... Mm-hmm. Or it's I'm getting too emotional, so yeah. it, I cannot yell. And I would I, and never I can get crazy emotional, and I would I won't yell. That's if I'm ever arguing or in a heated debate, I will never yell. And number three is never attack the person, because that means that I can no longer formulate intellectual thoughts. Therefore, I have lost the argument. Yeah, and you're in a defensive mode at that. If point. I'm gonna say, oh, whoa, 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 well, it's because you did this and it's completely unrelated, I lost. Yeah. Therefore, my points are no longer valid. That's something that I could probably work on. For sure, because I, I feel like I give such, especially, in, and you see me in an argument. <laughs> I feel like I give someone the benefit of the doubt that if they come at me charging, I try to be like, yo, you don't want to do this. And I feel like I'm good at that. 
I'm good at being like, just stop. I'm very like diplomatic in the beginning. Yo, we're not going to do that. Bring the tone down. Like if they come at me just like, da, da, da. I'm like, bring the tone down. I'm not about to be talked to like that. I'm not about to be art. Like just, we could talk, be normal. But once I get to the point where I feel like you're not coming at me out of a place where it's just like, okay, I had to get it out. Maybe I was holding it in and it's just yeah. coming out and you can't take that moment and step back. Oh, I'm coming for the fucking jugulars. Like yeah. you got me fucked up, bitch. Like, <laughs> and that's probably the part that I need to work on yeah. is cause the person I used to be like where I come from and you come from a similar area. Like you had to be defensive because like, especially being the only white girl in my neighborhood, like my initial reaction is, defend myself because I don't know if I'm going to get jumped. I don't know if I'm going to get fucked up today. I don't know if someone's going to throw a dead animal. Like I had people throw dead animals at me. I had all kinds of crazy shit happen. So to me, my first instinct is to be like just defense, right? It took me to 34 years old to even get my, that person back here, you know, yeah. and at least be like, yo, calm down. Yeah. So now, like, even on phone conversations, I'll just hang up. And people are like, that's so disrespectful. And uh, I'm like, that's my biggest pet peeve. Please don't ever hang up on me. I won't hang up on you as long as you don't ever make me argue with you. But I'll literally say, like, yo, I'm getting off this phone. I'm hanging the fuck up if you don't stop. Yeah. Then I'll hang up. Yeah. But it took me a long time because before I would gut, like, I would gut punch. I have the sharpest fucking time. You would, like, one day if you ever saw me get to that point, you'd be like, I don't even know who you are anymore, Riley. Like, that was some pretty low belt nasty I, shit that I you just it. said. I can't wait to see it. And I hope I never get to, I haven't gotten that point in so long. Yeah. Like it took so much cause I'll go for the fucking jugular. See, and we've been, we even, <clears throat> we even talked about this before where it was like, like me in high school, like when my ninth, 10th grade year, I was what they would call captain save a hole. You know, I was the, Oh, my little pimp. captain. I was, I was a simp of the century. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I would walk girls home. I would, I would have like, you know, I'll do whatever I got to do and, and get it going and get it rocking. And then, you know, he was friend zoned. I a was lot. friend zoned like a motherfucker. <laughs> and then, thanks to my brother, you know, shout out my brother. He used to fucking bully me and pick on me and make fun of me. Then you get all his homies to do it. So your boy just became an asshole. Like I just became an asshole. Yeah. And I started talking shit. I started fighting back. I started doing all of that. And now I'm, I'm, I love talking shit. Like it brings so much joy to me just because, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's something that I finally learned how to do and got good at. But now I found the balance of like, look, I care about you, so I'm willing to do whatever I need to do mm -hmm. for you. But like, yo, don't, 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 don't let me start talking shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, what I, mean? see, I can still talk and, some shit. See, I can talk some shit faster to a stranger than I think sometimes because it's hard for me to get like. Actually, that's not true. I'll pretty much say it like it is. I'm sure I've I've said some stuff to people I love that they're like, but I don't mean it to be a bitch. My oldest brother has the same problem. It's like we just say <laughs> what the fuck's on our mind. Yeah. And sometimes it can come off as just like, God damn, you're a fucking bitch. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just thought that it was something you needed to know. <laughs> like, I, I definitely have had to, like, if somebody knew me now versus then, they'd be like, oh, yo, you're so much calmer than you used to be. Like, I, I really had to get in touch with that person because I realized, too, that it wasn't even who I was trying to be. I just was always in defense mode and I didn't even mean to be an asshole or a bitch or I was just like, I was just always like, always snapping back right away. Yeah, someone's no going to, someone's trying to like yeah. attack me or challenge me. And I still deal with that a lot today because it's like, I always felt like I had to prove who I was. Yeah. Um, that I'm still like that today because I'll deal with people's bullshit a lot longer than I should. Yeah. Cause I always feel like I have to prove to you that I'm like, that I'm loyal, that I'm a good person, that I'm like that ride or die. And that comes from, the culture we grow up in too, it's like this, 
this I always get told like oh you run when it gets hard and I'm like bro I put five years into this shit I'm not running I'm walking away with my head up at this point you know what I mean but I can see where people be like I will take way too much shit from people like and it's like I'm just I don't know and it's not people I'll take too much shit from people I love because like if I don't know you I'm snapping on you 100% snapping like but that but you know you 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 notice that as a characteristic for yourself like you know like i notice like in my personal life right now where it's like like my mom's is in like that gray area you know what i'm saying where like she does shit that pisses me off and pisses other people off but like i ask my mom's yeah you know what I, I'm my mom i could say that too i think that's just a mutual mom and it's, understanding and it's just one of those things where she's like ah, it's my mom's you know yeah. what i'm saying but it's, it's it's like that 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 like that gray area but but ultimately like that's just how you have to be yeah you know what I'm saying? And that just goes with like That's just who I am. Ongoing evolution though. That just shows that you just consistently changing and learning with the times. Yeah. Like there, I don't know if this happens to everybody to, but like me specifically, like I would be like driving in the car and think about something I did like last week and be like, yo, like, bro, I was I'm nobody I wasn't the person I was last week. You yeah. Know what I'm you're like, so, ooh, I done changed this week. I done changed. Like, I damn, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I was thinking last week. That stupid ass motherfucking week ago victim. That's like, bro, that was a week ago. But you being know? in tune with that change is so real. And that's why I, I know some of y'all been through some life. That's what I say with the younger people. I'm sure some of you guys have been through some real shit. But the way your brain handles things as you get older and being able to be in tune with those changes is so crazy. And when you know, you know. Like, it's not going to be like a like a sudden change. Like, it's going to be like, oh, shit. All right. Like, yeah. I get it. I think the best part of me getting older was... Knowing one, being able to figure out what I want in life. Yeah. And there's still parts where you're like, I don't know, you know what I mean? But like, and then when I want them saying it. Yeah. Cause a lot of times, like when we're younger, we let a lot of people influence our decision making, like just either by guilt or resentment or just like, you know, parents being like, Oh, you should go to school or like I literally went to school for medical assisting for like a year and a half because my grandma thought that I should do it. Like yeah. And I, I never did it. I was good at it. Yeah. So the same thing is like I can paint and draw and do all that stuff too. But I'm like, I'm good at it, but I don't want it to be a career. You know, like it's not what I want to do. And like, I feel like now I'm literally going to be like, no. Yeah. No, sorry. I don't actually want to deal with this anymore. And I'm okay with saying no. Like I'm getting better at it. It was it was something I had to learn. But that come, that 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 just comes from taking control of your life. Yeah. Like I am now no longer giving you the ability to make decisions for me. In yeah. In a sense where it's like, hey man, hurry up and do this. Well, if I hurry up and do this, then that's going to appease you. But then it might not appease me because I might fuck it up. Yeah. So I'm not going to hurry up and do this. I'm going to take my time to do it right. Do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, and it's the same thing like with, and, and, and I'm still working on it, but it's like the same thing with like my car situation. Like I, that, I gave that guy the ability to fuck my day up. Mm-hmm. Granted, I had every right to, but still, I gave him that power. And he now occupies a portion of my brain. right? Yeah, because so, you're always going to think about that fucking asshole. And now he occupies a portion of my brain. Whether It's going to be temporary because I'm pretty good at expunging it eventually. But it's like now he takes energy from my day. Yeah. And that's energy that I can be spending with my girl. That's energy I can be spending with work. That's energy I can be spending on the podcast. On my podcast. That's energy that now he has control over my yeah. life. And that and, and, and just, working on those things. But it's so great to get to a point in life where you're like, mm, no, nah, I can choose this. Just yeah. like even today, like I said, I was in a bad mood. Like I wouldn't say it wasn't bad. I was just in a very like block mood. It wasn't 
bad. I wasn't angry. I wasn't mad. I was just, I was tired. I'm still tired as fuck. Like I could literally fall asleep just sitting here. If I really was like, I could do it. Like my exhaustion levels are low. My knee has been killing me. I could barely get up and down the stairs right now. And it was like, nah, but even with all that, like I'm going to make this choice to like get the fuck up and do what I need to do. And, but it was just, I don't know. I've gotten to that point where it's like, we have more choices than we realize. We have every choice. Yeah. People are like, oh, it's not your choice. I'm like, nah, I could choose to deal with it or not. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, and it's so But it's like if nice you don't to have, get to that point. Like, and you and I've said this to you before, like, I concentrate so much on what I can control. And if I can't control it, all I can control is my choices after it. Yeah. Or my how my how my choices are influenced because of that. But I wouldn't have been able to do that before twenty six. No, not not, not at all. even before thirty at this point. Like no, not at all. Yeah, it, it's all. it's so it's so crazy. It's 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 it, and I'm I lived a lot happens, of life. I lived a lot of life. Went through a lot of crazy shit growing up. I lived. I dealt with a lot more shit than most kids should have had to. And even with all that, like nineteen twenty, fuck no, I didn't know what the fuck I was. I didn't know what I wanted. That's, what's the last time you had a conversation with an eighteen year old? Bro, it's like brain numbing. <laughs> I can't have a conversation with anyone under the age it of 25. Drives, especially the arrogant ones where I just want to lean your little fucking the neck. The millennials. Listen here, you dipshit. <laughs> Shut up. You got a trophy for showing up. I don't yeah. want to hear anything about what you have to say. Yeah. We had to earn them. Like, yeah. I feel like an old person these days. You feel like that lately? Oh, my God. You're like, I remember back in my day. Like, yeah. <laughs> feel these days talking to these younger kids you know and truth like be, shut the fuck up and truth be told and i even do it like with uh like with like the little minions i got working with me like i try to lead by example oh, right i lead by like yo you say some stupid shit i'm gonna call you out but then when i say some shit you can take that shit to the bank because you know i did my research right so i'm <laughs> leading these kids by example right you know what i'm saying to where to where like it got to the point where you know i would have to hit them up like yo brian this is what I need from you guys. Yo, Vic, I trust you. Let's make it happen. That's dope. That's you know cool. Because you're still... Because you're how old? 28. 28. You're at a good... Like, such. that was such a fun age. Like, between 28 and 32 is, like, my best... Maybe it's only because I turned 34 this year and it's been a pretty shitty 22. Mm. But, uh... A 2020, I mean. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those those were some fun years. Like, really getting to know, like, your you. Getting to know who you are. And not only that, dope. though, I'm trying to, like... When I talk to somebody who's of age, say 50, 60, 70 years old, 80 years old, I'm listening to what they say their biggest regrets are. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to what life lessons they are learning at that point of their lives. And I try to learn those now. Yeah. Right. I just remember I was listening to this podcast and shout out to, to, the, to the fight of the kid. And it was like one of those things where you hear they say something and it just kind of resonates with you. And it was Brian Callen was talking about his mom. And then uh, he says, hey, mom, let's go out to dinner. And the mom's like, ah, I don't feel like it. And Brian's like, why? What's up? I'm just kind of dealing with mortality right now. Right. And it's mm. just like that to me was so powerful because it's like somebody's in their 80s, you know, and, and, and you know, my friend just died and my and other friend just died. they're consciously having to think about that. And they're consciously dealing with mortality. So I know that at 28 years old, I am going to have to deal with that by the time I get 80. I want to deal with that now. So I try to find I feel ways. like you can deal with it as much as you can now. It's not going to be the same when you're 80 and it's so much more like. And you're in the face of it. But it can, you can so, soften it. So no, what? So basically what I do is I try to really exemplify like, okay, I'm not wearing my seatbelt right now. If I crash, I can die. Why am I not wearing my seatbelt? What happens if I die? Well, if I die, my mom depends on me. I try to really break it down 
logically. You're trying to set it up. I'm trying to set it up logically so I can make sense of it logically. You're gonna you're not gonna come at me with emotions. Cause the, cause this is the thing though. Why the number one drive of humanity, it's very easy to point out. It's the survival of the race, right? Yeah. Why do you think we're obsessed with going to Mars? Why do you think the people who built the pyramids of Egypt, why do you think they, the people who started it know that they, they knew they weren't going to see it finished? Mm-hmm. They, do, they, dedicated, they dedicated their entire lives to build the pyramids knowing they would never see the finished product. Mm-hmm. Why? To, keep the, to keep the generation to going. To keep the generation going. That is our drive. Mm-hmm. So I know that Everything's about that. Money, everything's sex, about that. sex is everything's about, about it. About it's all about procreating. Everything's about procreating and making sure that our race survives. So I know because of that, logically- the number one reason people fear death is because they don't know what the afterlife is. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I agree with that. So it's the fear of the unknown. And we can take that to right now. People be in fear of change. Fear of change is because they don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Yeah. So our biggest fear in life is the unknown. That's why we're trying to figure everything out. We're yeah. trying to discover everything. Why the fuck are we digging fucking dinosaurs up? Mm-hmm. Them motherfuckers dead. We want to know how they died. And we want to know how they died. So they can try to prevent it. So I know logically speaking, anthropologically speaking, I fear death because I fear the unknown of what's going to happen after life. This life to me is comfortable. Therefore, I don't know what happens afterwards, right? Yeah. And, I, and, 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 you know, I've heard many different theories on it. Like, Neil, shout out Neil deGrasse Tyson. He says that, his theory on death is that he knows when he dies, he's going to be buried. His body's going to become comp- comp- compost. compost and it's going to feed the earth and it's going to be the circle of life. That's, that's kind of my idea. Of it. poetic. Yeah. That's scientific. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then other people say, it's like, well, it's like before you were born, you're just in a state of not knowing. Mm-hmm. So you're in a state of no consciousness. So you're just there. So Which I can have a, kind of, a mix of the two because I believe in energy and yeah. I believe in like uh, the energy that connects life. So I, I bottom bottom of the line. Nobody knows. Nobody knows, right? Nobody knows. So that fear, I know that fear. Nobody and actually even knows what happened before life. You know nope. what I mean? Like That's the thing, though. They can trace up to, say, the Big Bang Theory, right? Let's say that theory is, is 100% proven. It's a theory. So let's say they can prove up to the Big Bang Theory, but Stephen Hawking said it the best. I can prove that the Big Bang Theory happened. I don't know what the fuck happened before it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's that fear of not knowing is why the mortality is so scary. Mm-hmm. So now, logically speaking, in my head, I'm wiring together that... I'm scared to die because I'm scared to not know because I'm scared of not knowing what's going to happen. Right. So yeah. now logically I can now face that fear. The now fear I have yeah. a demon. I see the face. I see the face of that fear. And now I can confront that. And the way I confront that is when I'm not wearing my seatbelt. I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen if I die. Wear your fucking seatbelt. Yeah. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. So I try I to approach these products. I feel like I don't have that fear like that though. I, don't, I think maybe, maybe not yet. Yeah, maybe. Because I thought about it though. It's 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 one of those things where it's like even now I deal with it where it's like nah, I'll be alright. I'm still young. I think I just like the fear of not knowing has never really been a fear of mine. Like it's always yeah. been an adventure. Like I I, I sometimes that. like. Okay, so I used to I used to go out to the desert and ride quads, right? Yeah. And it's just kind of like my I I liked riding at night more because I didn't know what was on the other side. Fuck that. Like, I love it. I love being like, I'm just going to have to deal with it when it happens. Like, I yeah. kind of get a kick to that. Like, yeah. and it may be why I, I was so into the adult industry. Yeah. Because it's kind of like its own little fucking rush, right? Like, and it's, it's just like the little things. Like, it's not necessarily like, oh, I want to fucking jump off this thing and not know. But it's like, I like that. Like, I like the thrill of dealing with it right then. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
bro, I might fucking take this bitch off this side. Like, what am I going to do? Like, what's going to happen? And I, I like just being able to be like, think on my toes. And then maybe that's probably even what I do with the podcast a little bit. Like every time you're like, ah, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I just like, I get up there and like, let's see what the fuck happens. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of driven in life like that. Like I will literally get up tomorrow and be like, Hey, I'm in New York. Yeah. yeah and people are not like other people are like super planners. And, and, and that's life. And I think that's, that's life. Like, I think that's maybe like less of a fear for me with that. Like I honestly, I really rarely think about the death part. Yeah. I always think about like, if I die, I wonder what people will say. Yeah. Like I want to know about the people still living when I die. For what? You're dead. I don't know. So truth be told. I don't think of, I don't think about the death part. I don't think about like, yeah. okay, I die. Now what? I think, okay, I died. What the fuck's going on over there? Yeah. Like, I don't know why I still want to know. It's just part of your human instinct. You yeah. see, to me, I want, I want the answer. I, I, it's like one of those things where like, I know the answer to the question. I just don't believe that answer yet. So I'm working on trying to believe that answer. Right. So to me, it's like, how do I deal with death? I want the answer to be like, well, now I'm going to finally answer the question that everybody's looking for. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now I get to fulfill that curiosity that I've had as a kid that everybody's had is what happens after you die. Well, I'm about to learn. Like, that's what I want the answer to be. Yeah. I don't know if that's what the answer will be when I'm ultimately facing my death, even if it's for, for a split second. Yeah. But that's what I want my answer to be. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things where it's kind of like, my biggest fear is, is like, you know, there's, there's the flight, the flight, there's, there's the, the fight or the flight, but mm -hmm. everybody forgets the third one is freeze. You know, people just stand in the situation yeah. and freeze. My biggest fear is if something happens, you freeze. I freeze. So yeah. therefore, anytime I'm anywhere, I'm always on alert. Mm -hmm. Because if something's ha gonna happen, I'm not gonna freeze. Yeah, I'm not gonna not have action. Yeah, I, I've I had to deal with that similar thing. Um, I kind of brought that topic up last, you know, last podcast, and a lot of people, um, God, like they've been asking. Like, if, so if you watched the last one when I was with Emily, we brought up some of the girls being attacked on. Um, big attacked and stuff like that, like on different dates, but just to go with the whole like freezing part, that is actually a fear of mine as well. Like I, I never want to freeze. I think that's what I get off to like randomly doing things and then like seeing if I can just react in an instant. Um, so I, when I went on this call, I'm going to go into it just because so many people have been, I'm just topic change. They just been asking me other girls have been like, yo, I'm so glad you talked about this because I've been on bad days. I was pistol with myself. Like, this girl just messaged me on my Instagram and she's like, you know, sometimes I try to talk about it and like people like they make me feel like I'm over exaggerating about these stories. You know, like it wasn't really that real. She's like, I literally, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm sorry that you had those experiences and feel free. Like if you ever want to come on my podcast and talk about it, you can, or you can just DM me if you just want someone to talk to about it. Like it was, there's so many people I just, I knew it was happening, but more people reached out to me than it was even crazy. And then on the other side, I had a lot of men, which I was actually more impressed by the men this time around because they were like, that should never happen. Like they, they went to the defense and I always expect because of the industry I'm in um, to get that. Well, you shouldn't have been there. You were just like that. You should have expected it. Da, 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 da. And I only had one guy say that. And I, I always like hit like, okay, they're going to come off on me. Right. Um, and one guy said something about, uh, well, what do you expect? You walk in with all that ass and this, that, and the other. And the girl came to defense. She's like, what does that have to do with her being raped? Like, it was crazy, right? So I'm going to just talk through. And 
then I had somebody else reach out and said, Hey, I'm actually writing, um, a playwright or, or a script or something about four girls who were in the life and they kind of go vigilante because, you know, they were being raped. They just felt like the, the loose laws for sex workers are not in their favor. So they're kind of like, they take revenge in their own hands. He said, but I really don't want to capture the rape. I want to capture the women's reaction to it. And he asked me to like express how I felt when it happened. And he was like, were you scared? Were you afraid? We're like, I want to know the emotions behind it. And so I, I kind of had like, it's been so long since I even had to think about it, but I wasn't even scared and I wasn't afraid. I was in a reactive state of mind. And all I could think about was, damn, this motherfucker got me. Like I missed something. There's no way there weren't red flags. What the fuck did I do wrong? And it's like, no, bitch, like you got raped and it was totally caught off guard. Right. But all I could think about was what did I miss? So I'm literally being raped with a fucking knife to my neck. And I'm thinking about every fucking thing that's happening up to that moment because I fucked up somewhere. I didn't catch it. And I should have. And because like my brothers were like, boy scouts and like nature people and like I always was raised in this family to be prepared like my grandma was like you need to cook you need to know how to read a map you need to know how to like sew things in case something she's like yes we're getting to a point in our world where we don't have to do those things but you should know how to do them and so I've always felt like my family that I come from always kept me prepared we always talked about sex like it was casual not in, not in a like gross way, just it's human. Like I was always prepared. I never was like, like afraid to ask a question. I was never ashamed to ask any type of question. And my parents and grandparents were very like, if this happens, be prepared for this. We got earthquake bags. Like we got national, like we were just always prepared people. And I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? Because I've prepared for a rape my whole life. And it's sad as a woman, we have to, but my whole life I prepared. What if this happens? What will you do to get out of it? How should you react? Like I've always been waiting for the day when it would happen. And you can never, you, you can never be prepared enough, but my natural reactions kicked in to a point that, um, I'm, I'm more proud of myself now than I was then. Cause then I was so disappointed. I was disappointed in myself for a while. And like the sadness is actually just being disappointed in myself. Cause I should have never been, but I definitely didn't get the red flags. And the crazy part is shit. I'm about to cry. <laughs> like the anger comes from like not being prepared enough. Like I was mad about that. And then, hold on, I need a second because I'm like train of thought here. And all I could think about the whole time when this happened, right, was don't let him see you cry. And that was me being prepared, right? And I'm like now looking back at it, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't freeze. And like only recently that I had to think about this was like, the fear that I would freeze didn't happen. So I can't be so hard on myself. And like the being hard on myself shit is just like, fuck. 
like you don't have to be so hard because you did the right thing. You came out alive. You came out unscarred on a physical level. I obviously was emotionally scarred. Thank you. But um, you came out and you survived it and you're fine. So like be proud that you be proud that you didn't freeze. And that was my fear that I'd freeze and that like I want to come out on the other end of it. And I came out fine. Like, and if if people ask me like to tell the story, so I went on a date and went upstairs. I actually finished the date. Like everything was fine. The guy was very kind of timid and like he, he, you could tell he was on something. Right. And, um, but a lot of clients are, they're on Coke. I don't see guys who are inebriated anymore for this reason. And there's a couple things that I, that I changed. And I'll tell you about ways to keep yourself safe because I haven't had any issues with that since, but I come in, I do the date, the date is fine. And he was very like, you know, am I big enough? What's going like, um, I just, I hope I satisfied you. And I'm like, you know, babe, you're good. And, and I was playing my little Riley role and, um, we finish and obviously he had a condom on. So thank God, thank God. He just didn't happen to take the condom off at this point. So we get up and I'm starting to get dressed. My purse is on the counter. I'm putting my bra on. I turn around and he's got my purse and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like in my purse. And he's like, Oh, you thought I was going to pay you switched up, went from being like, Oh, I'm from blah, blah, blah. And I'm the, is my dick this? Is my dick? Oh, did it to bitch. Oh, you thought I was going to pay you. And I was like, uh, yeah. Hello. What do you mean? And he's like, nah, you got me fucked up. He was like, I'm not a trick switched up on me. Crazy switched up. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, why don't you just keep my purse and I'll be gone. And he's like, nah, you're not getting none of this bit back. He's like, I'm about to make so much money off of you. So now I'm feeling like, oh shit, he's about to kidnap me, <laughs> right? I was like, you're joking, right? Like I was still like lost. And he's like, um, he's like, nah, I need this. Uh, basically tries, he's trying to take the money, the purse, everything. I just got a brand new purse. So he's trying to take it all. I'm like, look, I don't even really care about the purse at this point. Um, keep the money, keep the purse. Just give me my phone so I can call, right? Just give me my phone, right? And, um, He's like, nah, he's like, nah, I think I'm going to keep you here for a while. Crazy, right? And so I turned into natural reaction. I said, first of all, I switched from Riley back to the bitch I grew up to be. I said, you got me fucked up. (laughs) I said, first of all, let me go. Give me my motherfucking phone. And he comes at me and I just punched him right in the face. Wow. Just hit him. Well, the part that switched up was that was like the stupidest fucking thing. I should just walked out. Right. Even if you had to walk to a gas station, whatever, I should have just walked out. So I'm like, you got me fucked up. I come from the streets. I'm going to knock you the fuck out. Just throw him a shoulder. Right. Boom. Right in his face. My dumbass. I hit him and he goes, he literally like flung into the closet. So he comes out the closet and he's got a knife now and he just whops that bitch out. He's like, oh, you think you're fucking, you think you bad. And I'm like, all right, bro. So I just put my hands up. I'm like, you win. I'm like, I'll leave. I was like, please just give me my phone so I can just call a ride. He's like, nah, you got me fucked up now. He's like, and he's like doing this because his lip is bleeding. And he's like, he's like, get on your fucking knees. And I'm like, 
okay. So I just get on my knees. I'm like, now what? And he's like, oh, just basically getting off. And my mom thinks like, do not cry. And I'm like, look, don't give him a reason to cut your face. I'm not trying to be disfigured or whatever the fucking term is at this point. Don't let him cut your face. Don't let him see you cry because they always tell you that a lot of guys who will attack, they get off to the woman crying. They get off to the, like the emotion, like they're controlling you. I control your emotion at that point. So I'm like, don't cry. And so I'm just like, look, calm down at this point. Just get through this. What's the worst thing I can do is fuck you. And I just fucked him because he, you know, I just did a date. And so at this point he like bends, he like bend over and, um, I just remember getting on my like hands and knees and bending over and thank God that he just like still had the condom on from us finishing. Cause he was naked during this whole time. And, um, he just, so he ends up doing what he's doing, but then just knife is on the back of my neck. And I remember him like pulling my fucking head back and just saying something crazy. At this point, I'm just like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And I'm like, sorry, you done? Like, I'm just trying to give him this blank, like, are you done fucking thing? And um, he's like, oh, you're a real strong little bitch, aren't you? And I'm like, wow. So then he turns me over and just puts the, the knife like right up to my neck. And he's like, I could just cut your face and you could never make another dollar. And I'm like, so cut it. Like, I'm not going to start crying. I was like, that's what you want. You're a bitch. Like, I'm still being kind of just like, you're not going to control me, but I wasn't like pushing him to the point that he would. I was like, then just cut my face. I think if you were going to do that, you would have did it already. And um, I'm like, can I go now? And he's like, yeah, get the fuck out. And just like, like he actually gave me my phone, thank God. And he's like, get out, basically. And that was the end of it. But at the time, like I said, I was just so mad because I didn't catch, you know, I didn't catch it, the red flags. And I'm like, I didn't really do reference checks like I would. Um back then a lot of shit was going on you know my ex had just got locked up I really couldn't um post ads I was afraid that they would like come find me to try to come after him and I was broke as fuck I needed the money and I told myself I would never put myself in a situation again that I would choose money over my safety because I literally was like I need this money I gotta go get it I did not check him out at all I literally was like, here's the address. Let me go. It was dumb. It was in the first six months of me escorting. And I just remember like checking all the box letter and be like, dude, just so disappointed in myself for that. Because like I said, I come from a prepared, a prepared family and I've always prepared myself for the day that someone would attack me because like 75% of women have been molested or sexually attacked in some way. And like it's sad, but as women, we have to deal with that reality. And I never wanted to be. And like I said, until recently when that just topic kind of flew out there. Um, and I never had to think about the emotion because I just kind of shoved it away. Like, oh, it happened. It's fine. I survived. You know what I mean? I got over it. And um, but like now that we were just talking about like the fear of freezing, and like knowing that I didn't, I could actually like give myself a break. And I think that's where my tears were from. Cause like, I was so hard on myself for so long about it. Like, bitch, you did that to yourself. And like, that's crazy. Cause I didn't, I didn't do it to myself, but I was like, I refused to be a victim to the point that I told myself it was my fault. And like, there's no, 
there's no shame in being a victim. Like there's, it's like this, this feeling of being weak. And I had to, like, I just recently even felt, like I said, just recently even we're having this feeling, but being a victim means you're still alive. And like that in itself is a survival thing. Like any woman who ever has been through that experience, you're alive. Like being a victim means you're alive and that you can still do something with yourself. So don't feel like being a victim is being weak or that you, you know, you don't, I can't say you can't feel that way because you're going to feel that way. You're going to go through those stages, but just know like, Victim is a more of a badge of honor than it is a weakness because you're alive. You can, you can tell the tell like somebody else died and not even by the hand of that person. Somebody else went home and fucking drugged themselves. Somebody else went home and blew their brains out. It was too much. Like you are strong enough to say, I am a victim of this situation. That means I survived it. I'm strong. So you didn't freeze. And even if you did, that's what got you through it. So you're good. Yeah. You're good. Like, and that, and it was just crazy. Cause there's, I did not expect so many people to like, I said it for like two seconds. Like I've been right with the, and I just like casually thought about it. And like over the last two days, like I've just been like, it's been coming up, like thinking a lot about it. And a lot of women asked me to speak out about it. So there, there it is in a nutshell. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say about it without being redundant, but it's just so crazy. And men, y'all get raped too. And that's also like not okay. Like I have a cousin who um, is back East. He was raped a couple years ago, um, like three men. And he got the worst of it, man. He ended up with HIV, syphilis, all kinds of crazy shit. All kinds of crazy shit. And um, just partying with some friends and got fucked up. And, like, there's no shame in that either. You did not ask for that either. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if you walk into a place naked. I don't give a fuck if you walk in in a little tiny dress I don't give a shit if you're a boy wearing makeup. I don't give a fuck what you do. Like I said this on my last podcast is nobody's fucking right to put their hands on you in any way without permission. Like this is part of rules that we are taught as children. What's the first thing that we are taught growing up? Keep your fucking hands to yourself. Don't touch nobody. Like don't touch that. Like even in the store, you're like, no, don't touch that. Don't touch that. You don't like you if you can't even follow the basic rules, like the first rule you were taught as a child, no, don't touch that. Like something's wrong with them, not us. And, um, like, don't feel ashamed about that shit either. I hope one day that my cousin is strong enough to come out and tell his story. Cause he does not being a man and that happening to you. It's like, I can just imagine as a woman, we're prepared for it as men. You don't really, you don't think you're going to deal with it. And, um, I think with the culture we live in and people being more free to like not, and, and have the entities like social media where they can express themselves and find out there's people like them, it's gotten a little bit better. Our numbers are a little more real, but like, I think the number for that's even really high. It's like almost like 45 or 50% of men have experienced sexual, like 
molestation as a child or being raped or something. It's I think a little harder as a grown man, just cause of this physical strength, but it still fucking happens. Yeah. It still happens. And it's just not cool, man. Like, and the laws are so laxed for rapists. Like, you can, you can kill somebody uh, and not physically kill them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so like, oh, you're raped. Here's six months and do some community service. Like, bro, no. Like, this person literally has taken my life from me. I I feel like I'm a strong enough person that I've had to be able to like be like, no. It's not going to take my life back. I can just imagine like not being completely confident as a human, already having a lot of like struggles with securities and feeling safe in the world and whatever issues else issues you deal with. And then you'd be raped. Like I could just not imagine being a, a, a weaker minded person having to deal with this shit. Cause like I really, it, like you're dead. You're just moving, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it's com sure. Like, that shit should be on the same level as murder. Yeah. Like, you literally took someone's life from them. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be non-existent for you to be dead inside. You know what I mean? It's crazy. No, it's, 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 man, it sucks. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Told. It's. Sorry, I got uh, a little dark there. Oh, no, <laughs> you're, no, totally. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you're comfortable enough to speak about it, but. You know, for women, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I just remember going down, like, a dark alley in the middle of the night. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm a big dude, so I'm usually not really worried about it. I was raised in the hood, so I'm pretty good. But I remember thinking, like, yo, what if this was my sister? Like, my mom's or, like, my girl. And it's just, like, so many people can just take advantage of them. You know, and by the grace of humanity, a lot of people don't. Yeah. You know, but the few that do truly do deserve to get beheaded <laughs> i totally agree with you like let's just kill them and throw them in the ocean and move on like and that's very Darwinism. It's, i'm i'm a true believer in uh capital punishment like yeah. I, I i think if you take a life you deserve life right sorry yeah. I, i'm an eye for an eye person i'm and cool with everybody being blind <laughs> we don't gotta see shit in this motherfucker what the the hardest part about it is our our justice system our our processes have to get better because a lot of people are doing time for shit that they didn't fucking do and i feel like until they get better at really proving some shit so then that goes it's it's hard for me to be like eh, cuz there's people like this poor kid like it's not a huge netflix thing right like she got arrested at 16 for like shooting her pimp and he attacked her or something mm. she served all, she was supposed to serve a life sentence and they like just I, I don't even know if they let her out yet I haven't watched the whole thing but she was 16 and got a fucking murder charge as a female who was like being prostituted out and like she should have never have gotten that type of time and so it sucks because like I totally feel like if I just sat there and watched you kill somebody like blatantly, like your ass should fucking die. Yeah. And like if you've been caught raping somebody and it's like all evidence is like really pointing to this shit and it's like doubt, no doubt, or you have admitted to it, like, yeah, I raped that bitch. You should be fucking raped in the ass every night for a year and then killed afterwards. Like, I, like, I don't know what else. Like, sorry if I'm that morbid, but 
it's just hard with with like these other cases where it's like it's kind of this gray line so it's hard to be like yeah you deserve that shit it's that, that just brings me to think of like a very unfortunate event that happened in i mean you know i'm a big ufc fan in the ufc community with one of the heavyweights walt harris i hope i'm i hope it's walt harris but if it's not i'm sorry but walt harris where his stepdaughter was kidnapped and killed and they caught the guy who did it and shot out brendan shot brendan shop said yo Put this UFC heavyweight top contender in a cage with this man for like one hour. Fuck him up. For one hour. And it's crazy because I would talk to my girl and she would say like, because, you know, I have like a little niece. You know, I love that little girl. And to me, she can literally kill somebody and not bury the body because she's just so precious. And it's just like I was we were watching TV and like some girl, something happened to some, some girl and like some boyfriend is beating her up or something like that. And my girl, my, my girl asked me, like, what would you do? I was like, I would literally and this is no bullshit like I will tie him up <laughs> I will take bamboo sticks and I will shove them in between every single one of his fingernails oh my gosh and I will scalp him like the <laughs> fucking Native Americans like the goddamn Cherokee or whatever yeah. Apaches because death is too good for him that's too good it's too and easy it drives me crazy when somebody ruins somebody else's life and all they do is put a bullet in his head yeah where is the where's the justice and you expect to be satisfied about that like nah yo that's where that that's where you know shout out to one of my favorite movies law abiding citizen my <laughs> man ladrell butler said hey no i'm going to paralyze you you're gonna feel every bit of pain i'm gonna put this mirror on top of you and then i'm gonna cut your eyelids off so you can't close them. so you can't close your eyes and then yeah. i'm gonna film me literally chopping you up into pieces while keeping you alive I'm gonna film that and I'm gonna send this to the prosecutor that let me that that that, that let you go. <laughs> that shit to me is like, all right. I can't think. I'm oh, fine. good God! I'll sleep at night. <laughs> the morbid. The Let's morbid get morbid than this motherfucker. You know I, what I mean? I feel it. I feel it. I just. But it's 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 so despicable. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, how do you deal with it? It's like a, it's like a hunger for power. It's like a hunger for for. It, when people belittle other people, it drives me insane. Yeah, I've never been into that shit. Like it even like bullying in school, I was never a fan. I'd always stand up for people. Like, bro, yeah. sit your ass down, begging people. Like, and this. don't get it twisted. I'm a very condescending person, and I love belittling people, but I do it out of a place of. It comes from love. Comes from love. Yeah. When I be, you know, when I talk shit and I belittle you, it comes from a place of love, yeah. and you know, you know my intent. Yeah. Judge me on my intent, but when people do it like in a, in a snarkiness. Like it's, in a controlling way. Yeah, it's like this, like, uh. You can miss me. Yeah, nah, I'm cool you off can that miss shit. Me. You know, and I just, I, I don't know. Who knows? But appreciate you sharing that story. And I'm sure people are going to yeah, learn something from it. I hope. That's all we can, I hope it. Yeah. I really hope it. Um, how will somebody feel like they're not alone in it? I wanted to see you cry so bad, but because I scared you, not because of a rape story. You just ruined it. That wasn't it a me. cry. That was a tear. Okay. I still want to see you. No, I'm scared of scary movies. <laughs> oh man, I was, I was, I, I found a couple like, like super scary VR experiences, and I just, I can't wait for you to man up. No, and I can't do it. All right. Like if it was like today, I'd probably curl up on a ball and cry. I know I wouldn't do it when you're uh, when I'm in my happy time. Yeah, I won't do it. <laughs> Let's do it at your high. <sighs> but I think that's a good place to put an end to it. Yeah, let's do it. Can't get any better than that. Not at all. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Um, 
yeah, you know, hopefully the next episode will be a little happier. <laughs> no, I love being able to get on here and, um, and get deep. And I hope that people continue to share their stories with me. And I hope that, you know, other girls um, feel, men and women feel like this is a place where they can come and like, you know, maybe identify a little bit. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to my Instagram, downtherabbithole.tv. And um, yeah, like, subscribe, follow, comment below. Let me know what you think. You know, don't be afraid to share some of my content too. Mama needs some views. I need some followers. So if you want to shout me out, go for it. Uh, anyways, yeah, it was nice to talk to you guys this week.